Hey guys, so my friend gave me this really good idea of reviewing shows. So I decided what better shows to review than Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow. I'll start with the first episode in the first season of Arrow. So the main storyline for season one is Oliver Queen, the famed billionaire and really just always a public presence, getting stuck on, a, on an island called Lian Yu for five years. Lian Yu in Mandarin means purgatory. So, Oliver was on Lian Yu for five years. In truth, he was actually in Russia for like two. So then, on Lian Yu... He met this person named Yao Fei. He also met Slade Wilson. Yao Fei taught him how to become good with a bow and arrow. So that eventually he became the arrow. Oh wait, I still need to go back and explain why he's on Lian Yu. Okay, uh, so basically... He was on Lian Yu because... Their boat was sabotaged by Malcolm Merlin. You'll figure him out later. And his father shot someone and said, survive, and then shot himself in the head. So Oliver was like, what does that mean? Because Oliver was like a billionaire, just not really too used to doing much survival stuff. So then when he finally got to the island and met um, Slade Wilson... After being tortured, Slade taught him how to fight. Eventually, they met back up with Yao Fei, and they became like a team. Until uh, Oliver gave Slade Wilson the Marikuru Serum. The Marikuru Serum is basically Captain America's Super Serum on steroids. It makes, but it made, um, it made Slade Wilson go insane and try and kill Oliver. So, Oliver did stay alive, and he thought he killed Slade. Because Slade tortured him on that island by, like, stabbing his sword through his body and doing all these ridiculous things to him. But... In truth, he only stabbed him through the eye, and then threw him overboard off of ship. So then, like, a couple months later, he had, he saw this ship coming towards him, and he got a flaming arrow and shot it at some Kindle. It got the sailors' attention, and they stopped there and got Oliver. Oliver comes home from Lian Yu be with a book that his father gave him, which was all the names of the people who failed Starling City, especially the place where Oliver lives, the Glades. So, the ship that Oliver was on was called the Queen's Gambit. When Oliver returned after being presumed dead for five years, 
the doctor said that 20% of his body was covered in scar tissue. He'd had second-degree burns on his back and arms, 12 fractures that, not, that had not healed properly. He told his mom, the doctor told Oliver's mom, Moira, that he might not be the same Oliver that was there, that was five years ago. So, when Oliver comes home, he sees a man named Walter, who's British, and Moira's, I think, second or third husband, and also the CEO of Queen Consolidated, the Queen's, like, brand. So then, after saying, it's really nice to see you, and then he kind of, like, meets Walter for two seconds, he then turns to Raisha, or Raisa, I forget how to say it, but, anyway, he says, I missed you, Raisa, and then he hears his sister coming down the stairs, Thea is his sister's name, and Thea's like, I missed you so much, I thought you were dead, he's like, I was close, but you guys kept me alive. And all that other superhero nonsense. That doesn't need to be in it at all. Anyway. He then meets up with his friend Tommy. Who also is the son of Malcolm, Malcolm Merlin. So they just talk for a little bit. And Mal um, Tommy says, you know what? You need a party. You just came back from the dead. So then, he's like, I'll make, I'll make, Tommy's like, I'll make the party. And then, um, I'll, and then he asks Oliver, what did you miss most when you were on that island? And Oliver says, Laurel, who is his ex-girlfriend, who had a sister named Sarah that Oliver, that was with Oliver on the yacht. So then, um, ever since Oliver came back, the police officer named Quentin Lance hates Oliver. He's also Laurel's dad. Laurel's a lawyer who, in the first episode, is trying to, like, whatever the term is to find someone guilty in, like, lawyer terms. She's trying to find Adam Hunt guilty of all these things. Like, um, let's see. So, she's trying to prosecute Hunt for fraud and theft from the underprivileged. And then his father, when Oliver was... On that life raft, Oliver's father said he didn't help this. He didn't help build the city. He failed it, and he wants Oliver to right his wrongs and become better than he was. So after um, the teacher Yao Fei died on the island, he gave Oliver. His dying wish, which was 
become the arrow. So then, he gives Oliver the bow and arrow right before he dies. And then, he, Oliver brings that home with him in a wooden crate along with the book. So, when he finally... So, later, he is kidnapped with Tommy. And when they're torn through the glades, the people shoot, like, knockout darts into their necks. And one of them is like, Mr. Queen, Mr. Queen, is your father still alive? Oliver doesn't respond. So the guy uses his taser and zaps Oliver. And he's like, you and I give the questions, you give the answers. He's like, did your father tell you anything? And Oliver's like, after a couple breaths, he said, I'm going to kill you. And they're like, ha, 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 you're delusional. You're zip cuffed to that chair. But Oliver, being trained in escape by Anatoly Kinezev from Russia, dislocated his thumbs while they were talking so then he could, like, slip out of the zip cuff. And then he shows his hands out, flips the chair from out, from under him, and whacks him. Takes off, breaks off the leg, stabs it in one guy. Pulls him in, pulls another guy so that they have, like, friendly fire and shoot each other. Wakes up Tommy Merlin, and then goes after the last guy. Does some excellent parkour. And then the guy runs out of ammo and is like, No, dude, dude, don't do this. You don't have to do this. And Oliver's like, Yes, I do. Nobody can know my secret. And then snaps the guy's neck. So then he makes up a story about a green-hooded vigilante who, coincidentally, will become Oliver later. Well, that episode. And then, when he gets back home, he gets to meet his bodyguard, John Diggle, who will become his best friend. The first time they meet, John, so he's like, what do I call you? And John's like, Diggle's good. Dig if you want. And then Oliver's like, you're ex-military. He's like, yes, sir. Uh, I don't know who they are somewhere. Where is it? 105th Airborne out of Kandahar. Retired. So then, um, he says, Oliver, your safety is my number one concern, not your comfort. Do we have an agreement, sir? Looks in the mirror. Sir? But all he hears is a door slamming shut. Oliver jumped out. And is heading to the Queen Industrial place where his father worked. And is now making his base there. And he becomes the Hood. Meanwhile, the Adam Hunt is like talking to his henchmen. I thought you said Laurel Lance wasn't going to be a problem. They're like, she won't be. And he's like, well, why are you still here? 
do something. And then Oliver has the bow and arrow, shoots all his henchmen, and is about to shoot Hunt. And then he's like, you're going to transfer 40 million. You're going to transfer 40 million into Starling, into this Starling City account, 1141 by 11 p.m. And then Hunt's like, and what if I don't? And Oliver's like, then I'll take it. And you won't like how. Which ends up happening. So then the police, like, interview him. And he's like, the man put three of my men in the hospital. And they're like, okay, thanks for your statement. We will put out an APB on Robin Hood. And Adam Hunt says, you know, guys, I'm not a grocer who got taken from his cashier. I go to the front of the line. Here, strategize with my, um, off, with my new strategic officer so you can be here before he does. So then, they are walking out, and Quentin says, looks like Queen was telling the truth. No, his partner says, Look like, looks like Queen was telling the truth. And Quentin says, yeah, well, there's a first time for everything. And then, Tommy throws Oliver a welcome home party. And Oliver tries to help Thea get rid of some, um... Bad habits while he was gone. Like, kind of dealing in drugs a little bit. And then, he and Laurel talk for the second time. First time was super awkward. And then, he says, The island hasn't changed me, Laurel. It only made me more of who I was. A jerk. And Laurel says, The island had changed you. The island has changed you. At least you're honest now. And then Oliver goes to the goes to Adam Hunt's place, shoots an arrow at him, misses, and Hunt's like, "You missed." And Oliver's like, "Did I?" Because he has an electronic arrow that is transferring all the funds from Hunt. To all the underprivileged. Who got right. Who got it all stolen away from them. And. Yeah it's episode one essentially. Of Arrow. Of Arrow. Now Flash. Flash is a little bit interesting. And a little more confusing. So Flash. His identity is Barry Allen. And in the intro he says. I'm the fastest man alive. But really he's not. Because there are several other Earths. Several other dimensions. So in some of those other Earths. Called like parallel Earths. He's not the fastest man alive. It could be. Reverse Flash. It could be Zoom. It could be Savitar. It could be Godspeed. So. In Barry's childhood, he was bullied for being too kind. And he's like, I've often been running. I've been running all my life. For the first, like, lot of my life, I was running from bullies. And then, 
His mom says a couple of minutes before she gets stabbed by reverse Flash while Flash and him are fighting. She says, it's better to have a good heart than fast legs. And then his father comes in and he's like, honey, I'm home. And um, his mom's like, he Barry got in a fight today and he won. And his father says, good job, slugger. And then his mom looks at him and is, I mean, um, his wife looks at him and is like, uh, and also, uh, no more fighting. It's bad for you. And then a couple minutes later, in the nighttime, his mom is murdered by the man in yellow when Barry's 11 years old. And his dad is a doctor, so he tries to stabilize the knife that was put in her. And they keep thinking that, um, the police think that Henry, his father, killed her. So they arrest him. So then, a couple years later, when, uh, when Barry's like 20, 22, something like that, he becomes a CSI, crime scene investigator, and he becomes close friends with Joe West, who was basically his second dad. And that means Iris was technically his sister. You'll understand why that's important later. Joe West is a police detective who works for Captain Singh, who's a who's the police captain. So this will be confusing if you haven't seen the video, but none of you probably have. Harrison Wells was on a date with, like, um, forget her name. Oh, well, I can't remember her name, but he was on a date with her, or they were, like, going on their honeymoon or something. Like, either they were dating or they were married. One of those two. Anyway, on the way back, they hit some, um, spike balls. And Eobard Thawne comes out of the bushes and is like, Hello, Harrison. We haven't been properly introduced. I'm Eobard Thawne. And I'm from the future. And I've lost my speed. And then he, with his futuristic tech, puts this cord into Harrison, into his body. And it basically transforms him into Harrison Wells. And Harrison just rots away. It's really creepy. So then... You'll meet Eddie Thawne in this season. Eddie Thawne is a distant relative, as Reverse Flash put it, of um, Eobard. So before... All the particle accelerator nonsense that happens. Clyde Martin and Mark Martin, the Martin brothers, are two thieves who have been bothering the police for months. So then, they're hiding out on a farm, and Barry solves like the problem that they got. And then, Joe West says, go ahead to Star Labs to see the particle accelerator turn on with Iris. And then, um, after that, 
Joe West and Shire, or Shire, one of those two. Anyway, his partner, they go and to the Martin's place, and then they start shooting them, and then they miss, obviously, because Stormtrooper aim. Anyway, they miss, and then Martin falls down off, like, the roof into hay, and is like, I've got a plane to catch. Turns around, shoots Shire in the neck. Like, in the side of the neck, but where, like, an artery is, so Shire bleeds out. And then, um, the particle accelerator, meanwhile, where, um, Barry is, this particle accelerator turns on. For 45 minutes, Harrison had achieved his life dream. Remember, this isn't Harrison, it's Eobard Thawne. Anyway, Eobard had achieved his life dream. Then it all went wrong. So, when Martin said he had a plane to catch, they got in the plane, and right when the particle accelerator exploded, and it released all these elements slash other things into the air, like antimatter, dark energy, and X elements. Barry says those are all theoretical. You'll see why. You'll see, um, I'll tell you, uh, Harrison's response after I finish up the beginning part. Anyway, when the particle accelerator explodes, Barry's in his lab holding a metal chain because reasons. And then the lightning shoots from the sky breaks through the glass, and hits Barry. And they're, and the doctors are all like, he was hit by lightning, how is he still with us? And then they do all these tests, and it's like he keeps flatlining. But in reality, his heart was moving too fast for the EKG to register it. Anyway, Barry wakes up after a nine-month coma, and is like, where am I? And then he meets Cisco Ramon, Caitlin Snow, who become Vibe and Killer Frost, respectively, and Eobard Thawne, but who's cosplaying as Harrison Wells. Remember that. And then he's like, what happened to me? And they're like, you're hit by lightning, dude. And he's like, and you were in a coma, and he's like, for how long? And he's like, and then um, Harrison comes in and is like, nine months. Good to see you, Barry. And then they talk for a while. And then... He's like... I'm fine, guys. You don't need to run more tests on me. Because he doesn't know he has powers yet. And then... He's like... Yo, can I keep this sweatshirt that says Star Labs on it? And Harrison's like... Yeah, keep the sweatshirt. So then... He meets with Iris. Who's at Jitters a coffee place, sort of like what Starbucks is, and she's like, I watched you die, Barry, your heart kept stopping, and he puts it to, he puts her hand on his heart, and is like, it's still beating, and she's like, yeah, and it's kind of fast, and then we get the first glimpse of his, he gets a first glimpse of his powers, when someone trips, and throw accent the slams 
some glass down, but everything's in slow motion to him. He doesn't do anything because he doesn't know what's happening. Anyway, um, he's like, she's like, Iris is like, Barry, are you okay? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And then they go to the police station, and then, um, they say, oh, you scared the crap out of us, kid. And then one of his partners is, um, one of Joe's partners, I think it's Vukovic, says, that was quite the nap you took there, babyface, and you still look 12. And then he, they learn of a, um, like, robbery in progress. They call it 515. And they say, Storm's really picking up on the south side. Might want to bring your coat to Joe West. And Alan's like, yo, can I help? And West is like, no, you were just in a coma. You need to, there will be plenty of work for you to do when you get back. So then one of the other police officers who's there who had captured a criminal are, says, it's good to see you, Barry. And then Barry sees like a guy reaching for that police captain's gun. He zooms over there, stops it, and goes back like nothing happened. And then Iris is like, Barry, are you okay? Because he's like breathing heavily and he's like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I just need some air. And then he goes out without using powers. And then, like, he has his hand, he has his left hand over his right hand. And then when you see his right hand again, it's vibrating super fast. And then, he's like, um, he goes to Star Labs, and they're like, wait, do you really think he can run that fast? Like, he ran for, like, he ran super fast and then crashed into some pillows this time. But they are like, do you really think he can run that fast? And um, Harrison is like, you're about to see, Caitlin. As if he knew that Barry would. Key for later. Anyway, so he goes really fast, and then he gets the memory of his mom dying, and he's going so fast he doesn't realize it, opens his eyes again, like, sees what he's doing, and then crashes into all these, like, canisters, and it turns out he had a distal radius fracture, which is, like, a part of your wrist, basically a broken wrist, and it healed in three hours. And then, before that, um, um, Barry sees Iris and Eddie Thon kissing, because all loves, uh, all superhero stories have to have a love story in them. Don't really like that, but it is. Anyway, he sees them kissing, and she's like, I was gonna tell you, and he's like, yeah, sure you were. And then it's like, he covered my father's shifts. While you were in the hospital, I picked him up for coffee one day, and things just sort of happened. And then he sees a car go by that had that has Clyde Martin in it. And they, another car is about to crash into him and Iris, but Barry pushes her aside and then instantly goes after Martin. 
and then Martin, who can control the weather because he was hit mid-air with the particle accelerator explosion, um, instantly envelops the street with fog, and then a man dies. Anyway, um, Joe West comes over and is like, Iris, Barry, Iris, I told you to stay out of the streets. And Iris is like, yep, blah, blah, and then tries to make up an excuse, and he's like, and then Barry's like, Joe, I need to talk to you. He's like, it can wait. And, he, and Barry's like, no, now. And he's like, I know who did this. And Joe basically nods his head that way, like, shoot. And he's like, it was Clyde Martin. I know everyone thinks he was dead, but I think he survived and has weather powers. Joe doesn't believe him. Gets really angry, and then Barry goes to Star Labs and says, I wasn't the only one affected by the particle accelerator explosion, was I? And then they talk about all the elements released, and then Barry, so, like, distraught, runs, like, over 600 miles to go to Starling City, where Oliver Queen is, and then he's like, he tells him his, he, Barry tells Oliver his story, and Oliver's like, I don't think the lightning bolt hit you by accident, Barry. I think it chose you. And he's like, you can be, and then Barry's like, but I don't know if I can be like you. I don't know if I can be some, some vigilante. And Oliver's like, no, you don't need to be. You can be better. You can be like a guardian angel watching over his city. And then he's like, oh, and take your own advice, kid. Wear a mask. And then they both say cool at each other's, like, Barry, Barry says cool, like, when Oliver, like, does a zipline Batman thing. And um, Oliver says cool when Barry runs away. Anyway, Eddie also said that Clyde Martin was alive. And they go check out the place, and Joe West is like, I'm not saying Martin's alive, but if he was, this is the last place he and his brother hid out. And then, they see it, they see him in the corner, just sitting in a chair, and they're like, hands on your head. And he's like, I finally understand it now. I am, I am God. That's Clyde Martin. And, Joe's like, shut the crap up. You ain't God. Why would God need to rob banks? And Martin's like, you're right. I've been thinking too small. And then he starts to make an F5 tornado, which could destroy the entire city. Barry runs in with his new Flash costume after, like, apologizing to Caitlin, Cisco, and Wells. Sort of. And then... Um... And then... He's like, how do I stop it, guys? He's like, what if I unravel it? And they're like, how are you gonna do that? And he's like, I'll run around it. I'll run around it. Cut off its legs. And you're like, you'd have to clock, like, a thousand miles per hour to do that. And he's like, I have to give it a try. Even if I die, 
he does it, and then Harrison, he fails the first time, but then Harrison comes down to the cortex where they meet, and is like, Barry, you're right, I did this to everyone. I just saw you as another victim of my, I saw you as another possible victim of my hubris. And then he's like, but we'll talk about that later. Now run, Barry, run. And then Barry destroys the tornado and then takes off his mask because why would you do that? Anyway, Martin tries to shoot him. But Joe West shoots Martin in the back, killing him instantly. And then he's like, the next day, what you can do? It was a lightning bolt. And Barry's like, more or less. He's like, okay, first of all, I don't want you telling Iris. Promise me that. Barry promises. And he's like, second of all, I'm reopening your father's case. And then, after that, they just sort of go along their way. Just like imagining it never happened for now. And that's the end of episode one for Flash. Now, episodes one and two of Legends of Tomorrow are part one and two of the first episode. So, Legends of Tomorrow. Rip Hunter is a time master. They deal with, like, time and history and not letting things unfold certain ways. And in the year 2166, Vandal Savage, who's immortal, conquers the entire planet, kills Rip's wife and child, even though when you're a time master, you have to swear off, um, you have to swear off, like, marriages and all that. So then, he, getting rejected by the Time Masters, gets on his ship the Wave Rider, which is a time ship, and is like, Gideon, plot a course for 2016. And then, um, Gideon is like an artificial intelligence. So she's like, alright, Captain Hunter. And then, he's like, also pull up the profiles of these eight people, because they're going to be my team. Raymond Palmer, also known as Ray Palmer, also known as the Atom, who can shrink down in his super suit. Sarah Lance, former League of Assassins, and also formerly dead. League of Assassins trains you to kill. She was brought back by the Lazarus Pit, but she lost part of her soul and needs to kill in order to, like, keep herself healthy. Firestorm, Jefferson Jackson, and Martin Stein... In Flash, they merge and become Firestorm, and Jackson has the body, and Jefferson, I mean, um, Stein has the mind, essentially. So then, you meet Kendra Saunders and Carter Hall, Hawkman and Hawkgirl. They have died 206 times to Vandal Savage, and every time Savage kills them, he gets their life added to his. So then, Gideon says, uh, Captain, I believe there's a mistake. These next two are criminals. And he's like, no, there's no mistake. 
It's Mick Rory and Leonard Snart, who are thieves, and they are known as Heatwave and Captain Cold, respectively. He all he meets all of them, and blinds them, essentially, and knocks them out. And then he meets them on a building, basically gets them on a building, and says, Sorry, I needed to meet with you guys, and here would be the least suspicious place. And you guys don't know me. My name is Rip Hunter. I'm from the year 2166. And you all, in that time, are legends. And that's an immediate lie. And then... Savage killed Carter and Kendra 206 times, as I've said. And they're like, we're not eager to make it 207, but we need to stop Savage. And he's like, Rip Hunter says, if your answer is yes, meet me at this address in 36 hours. They all argue, except for Sarah, who's training with her sister, Laurel, before she dies in Arrow. And Sarah's like, but I just got back from the dead. I'm still trying to figure this out, blah, 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 blah. And then Laurel's like, I think you should go. And then... Um, she's like, I don't think I can as the black, I don't think I can do the black canary anymore. And she's like, no, you can be better. You can be the white canary. So then they all get on the wave rider. But before that, to get Jack's, Jefferson Jackson, like on board, because he doesn't want to do it. Stein knocks him out with a drink. So the first place they travel to is 1975. Uh, yeah. 1975, where they meet Albus Boardman, who is supposed to die in 24 hours. Now, time jumping has side effects like temporary blindness, nausea, and vertigo. Where they landed was St. Roche. So then... Rip Hunter's like, you guys stay on the ship, talking to Sarah, Jax, um, Captain Cold, and Heatwave. It doesn't require your particular skill set, yet. And Captain Cold's like, meaning you don't need anyone killed, maimed, or robbed. And then Rip Hunter's like, precisely. And then Ray Palmer's like, you sure it's a good idea to leave these two unsupervised on a time ship? And then McRory's like, hey, haircut. Deafness wasn't one of the side effects. Anyway, they... So, Kendra, Saunders, and Carter Hall are also known as Shayara and Prince Khufu, respectively. They were Egyptian at one point, in their first life. But... Hoth Set, aka Vandal Savage, was in love with Hawk Girl secretly in his fir- in their first life. And she and Carter were like romantically involved at that point, so out of jealousy, Vandal murdered them both. So then when they meet their son, Albus Boardman, they don't know who he is because they were murdered like a million times. But once 
they were murdered in front of him when he was 10. So, one of the people from the Time Masters, Kronos, is after Rip, because Rip directly disobeyed the Time Masters. And then, they're like... And then Rip's like, that's part of the um, Time Masters, my former employees. And he's, and they're like, they're all like, I thought you were a Time Master. And he says, he was a Time Master. Because time isn't a linear thing. He was a Time Master at one point. And they all punch him in the face. And he's like, to tell you the truth, guys, you're nobody's. In the year 2166. And then. They're like. I'll let you decide if you want to continue. So then they continue. And they go to Norway. In 1975. There is mistrust. Between the captain and the team. Because as you can tell. He just lied to them. So then. They go to this. Black market arms deal. And then they, it's Snart, Stein, they all go except for Captain Hunter. And then they say, the guard's like, you don't look like this person's name. And he's like, Captain Colt's like, I'm, I'm Arab, on my mother's side. And anyway, they go in and then they find out that Vandal Savage isn't the weapons buyer. He's the seller. And the first thing they do is they start to sell a nuclear bomb. Anyway, Stein ruins everything by saying, you know, look, like, we're... He stutters a little bit, and he's like, you know, this all looks like a different era to me. And Vandal's like, a different era. So you're from the future. Hundred millions. Anyone who can give me the heads of these people. So. Then. They try and stop the nuclear bomb from exploding. Meanwhile. When they're fighting. Ray Palmer loses a small piece of his suit. Which. Actually could cause the death of them in 2016. If it gets into Vandal Savage's hands, which it does. Anyway, so it gets in Vandal's hands, and yeah, it doesn't go well. He makes a nuclear bomb from it, and Jackson and Stein have to use their powers to, like, transmutate the bomb and absorb the blast. And then Rip Hunter's, like, he does a slow clap and is like, here, here. Such a great job. Now, how did you manage to screw up the timeline this time? Essentially is what he says. And then he shows them what 2016 would look like if Vandal gets to use the weapon that from Ray's suit. And he's like, you have until Vandal Savage reverse engineers it and figures out how to use it. For this to happen. Because time is like cement. It takes time to set. So then. When. Um, 
Cronus attacks. They, Albus Boardman gets shot, and he dies. But um, Kendra is with him, and she finds this thing in his pocket that's like a small piece of paper that's the dagger that was used to kill Kendra and Carter in their first lives because they can reincarnate. So then he's like, so in order to figure out how to trace alpha particles, which is released when I use the ion blasts from my suit, says Raymond, we need to talk to someone who knows how to do it. And Sun's like, well, of course, me. And he's like, but you're here. And he's like, no, not me, me, 25-year-old me. So he, Jax, and Sarah, so Stein, Jax, and Sarah meet 25-year-old Stein. Stein even lies to himself by saying, like, you're so good that you could be a Nobel winner. Eventually, he shows them the time shift. He shows, um, 25-year-old him the time shift and almost, almost loses the love of his life, Clarice. Anyway, um, the dagger that was on the sheet of paper that Kendra and Carter saw that killed them in their first life was called the Almond Dagger, which has an incantation on it that's like a poem that only Kendra can read because she was a high priestess in the, her first life. And then, um, they have a fight, all of them have a fight for a while, after, um, Rory, Snart, and Palmer go to this Russian's house, and he's like, good job, good job, haircut, you just disabled a dummy box, meaning the guards, and then Rory's like, meaning the guards will be here faster than you can say, rookie mistake, and then, the guards come in right when he finishes that sentence. Hands in the air. They put their hands in the air, spin around, and punch him in the face. Knocking them out. And then Snart and Palmer get in a battle. Like they're like, You're you're useless. Like, what do you do? You're a criminal. You two are criminals. And he's like, Yeah, and you use a super suit. To shrink down to help people. And then they fight for a little bit. And he, um, Snart says, Palmer, if there's one thing you need to learn, it's you don't go into a gumball store and buy one gumball. Because they're, like, trying to get everything they can. And Palmer's like, but this wasn't part of the mission. He's like, wrong. It wasn't part of your mission. It was always part of ours. And then Rory's like, oh, go find the like. And then they knock over something which brings down a cage. And he's like, you know, Rory, we need you to. And then Rory's like, find a system default switch. I'm on it. 
and he goes and does his McRory stuff. We don't see him for a little bit. And then Palmer and Snart are stuck in the cage together. And Snart starts hitting, like, like parts of the podiums that the artifacts are on, like... So when he hears the second noise, he can tell it's hollow. And he... And that's where, like, the cage thing is. Like, the cage set. And Palmer's like, how'd you know how to do that? And Snart's like, my dad used to take me on trips. My hands were small. They could do things his couldn't. Like, crack safes or get into small spaces. And then they, like, basically make up. And then... Um, let's see, yeah, and then Rory comes in, and he's like, yo, guys, you won't believe who the owner is of this house. Turns out, it's Vandal Savage with a gun to Rory's head, and then Rory tries to escape, but then Savage is like, takes his gun and hits him on the side of the head, almost knocking him out, so then... Um, Savage is like, what's this? A communications device of sorts. Must be a way to contact your friends. Tosses it to Palmer. Contact them. I can't wait to see at least two of them here. And then, because they're doing it at gunpoint. And then, they all get into, like, this brawl. And then Carter stabs um, Savage, and he starts to read the incantation. But Savage is like, oh, "I remember that was like it was yesterday." Like even though he's being stabbed through the heart, and he's like, "Too bad it has to be her who has to read it." Takes it out of his chest. Carter's like, "What?" Like the wide-eyed look. Savage turns it and stabs Carter through the chest. And Carter dies. And he almost kills um, Kendra if the team hadn't gotten there in time. So those are the first two episodes of Legends of Tomorrow. And Rip's like, will you guys help me do this? And then after this, I will let you choose if you want to go back home or continue. And they're like... Sure, we'll help you. On one condition. You don't lie to us. And um, Rip Hunter's like, deal. And after a while, Rip Hunt, in the next season, Rip Hunter goes missing.